Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 244, recorded live on Saturday, February 18th, 2012. And here are your hosts, the man who wanted to get up later, Dave Pillay. Hello! And the man who is forced to get up earlier, Andy Lowe. Hi. Wait, forced to get up earlier, Andy? Yeah, and we're not talking like eight, seven, talking like five and six. So there was like a guy in your bedroom with a gun at six in the morning saying, get out of bed? Well, my new job is going to be starting. Okay. First shift at Pfizer. Okay. Starts at 6 a.m. That does qualify as forced, but you you aren't working today at Pfizer, Andy. I know, but... So there's nothing forcing you out of bed. Except the fact that if I try and mess with my sleep schedule too much over a short period of time, it doesn't (laughs) work. crazy. Yeah. Re-CCST. It's the fact that if I decide to, you know, sleep in till 11, 12 o'clock or in the afternoon, my body will then be staying up until 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Yes. Before I start to fall asleep again, which is why I really can't sleep in on weekends. So. See, I enjoy just, I enjoy sleeping. (laughs) And what I've realized is I enjoy knowing that I'm asleep because a, a, a couple nights ago I went to bed and it was one of those nights where you're exhausted, you go to bed early, you close your eyes, and then it's eight hours later. Mm-hmm. And it's that you just had like such a restful, deep sleep. I didn't like that because I didn't know that I was sleeping. <laughs> I like to doze. I like to just kind of lounge around in the bed. Yeah, I, that's pleasant. I see sleep as a necessity. I see sleep as a perk. <laughs> so new job at Pfizer. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Haven't started yet, which is why I'm using this week to adjust my sleep yeah. schedule to. What What are you doing there at six o'clock in the morning? It's complicated. I'm not exactly sure. But it has jobs. I know how that feels. Has to do with blood and centrifuges. Okay. Because my my interview for the job wasn't really much of a um, my skills and such. Yeah. The the interview was more of the classic shock and awe interview where they try and show you everything that goes on with the job and then at the end asks if you're still interested. Okay. And you're like, yes, it's a job. Of course I'm still interested. Because he's like, okay, you're going to be working with human blood. This is blood. Are you freaked out? Okay, good. Now moving on. Um, Part of your day is going to be spent in a freezer <laughs> that is kept at, I forgot if it was 15 degrees Celsius or I'm guessing 15 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, 15 degrees Celsius would not be freezing. No. That's not a very good freezer. No, it wouldn't be. So I'm guessing, yeah, 15 degrees Fahrenheit. Or was it negative 15 Celsius? That would be freezing. Yeah. I don't remember which, but it was cold. Okay. And then it was like, are you okay with the cold? Yeah, I'm fine with the cold. <laughs> I have to go curling after this interview. <laughs> I have no problem with the cold. <laughs> I can actually just dress warmly for curling. Yeah. Oh, God. Curling last night, there was a high school hockey game before. So they had the heaters for the stands on. Yeah. I'm sitting there just putting on my shoes. I'm just sitting there and I am just sweating buckets. Yep. Because the heaters are on full force and I've got my long sleeve shirt on and my hoodie and my scarf, everything for when I'm going to be out on the ice standing yep. around for two hours. But I, I honestly. In the could, stands with the heater. Yeah. I had to go like almost on to the ice to put on my shoes because I couldn't sit in those stands because the heat's oh god and it also smelled like a hockey game oh see that's never good which anybody who um, has played hockey knows exactly what that smell is sweat yeah I think pretty much anyone who's played any sport would know what that is Andy and I'm even going to go as far as to include laser tag in that oh god some of those guys with laser tag you're like Please install showers. Yes, I understand. You want to wear dark clothing to kind of blend into the walls, but not long sleeve sweatpants. Long sleeve sweatpants. Long sleeve comma sweatpants. Okay. Sorry if my, my pronunciation of punctuation did not go through. 
No, no, it did not at gotcha. all. I, I just heard long sleeve sweatpants, and with your history, I wasn't putting that past you. <laughs> That'd be like a jumper to come with its own uh, footy pajamas. Ooh. I mean, um, uh, so, so yeah. cool. Okay. Six you start sometime? Yes. We don't know when? No, nope, sure when. Six to three. Yes. Your sleep schedule is going to suck. Eh, I got up the other day at 6 a.m. just because that's when I woke up. And I'm like, oh, it's 6 a.m. Then I okay. got out and... Time to get up and get started. Yeah, then I started reading and I finished all of book three in the period of, I think, less than a week. Nice. Well book done. Book three we're talking about is the... Um, Temeraire book three. Temeraire series, yes. Um, seven is actually coming out next month. Yes, I know. I'm trying to pace myself through six. So that I can finish it as seven comes out. Well, you have basically one month and one day. Damn it. There's no way I'll be able to pace it like that. I know. I'm just inhaling. There's that quote from Civ Four where Leonard Nimoy talks about like some books are meant to be read and some are meant to be like devoured. I, I think I, it's some are meant to be chewed slowly and then digested. But go ahead. Yeah. But it's still it's brought up the fact that some books are meant These to be devoured. These are not the, the chewed and digested by any stretch of the imagination. No, I'm just I am tearing through these books. Yeah. They're good. Mm-hmm. I got to be careful now, though, because normally Kate would be ahead of me. And so if I found something humorous in the book, I would laugh and then she would go, what? And then I'd say, she's like, oh, yes, I remember that part. Now I'm going to be ahead of her. Oh, uh-oh. Yeah, yeah so like, you, you can't just laugh. I realized that last night when I was telling her a funny part of book four, but it had nothing to do with the plot. I made sure of that after I was like, this is funny. It has nothing to do with anything else, but it's still you, a funny section. You, you are welcome to just I am it to me instead, and I will appreciate it because I've okay, read that. Gotcha. So we'll save Kate that way. All right. And more or less save you so Kate doesn't bodily injure you for spoiling. Yeah, but I still, oh, I honestly, the other day, didn't play my Xbox at all, and I was kind of surprised with that, because normally I give myself just like two hours a day. Yeah, because you were reading? Yeah, because I was reading. I'm like, oh my god, I forgot how nice it was just to curl up on the couch under a blanket with a beverage of some kind and just read. Hot chocolate, something else. Yeah, I've got Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. <laughs> Not quite the hot chocolate I was thinking of, but it works. Well, I've got chocolate syrup. It turns out drinking chocolate milk after exercise is actually supposed to be good for you. In the sense that you're drinking milk, or there's something with the chocolate and the milk? Something with the chocolate and the milk, extra calories, and something about antioxidants, and... Uh, okay, I have a feeling there are many other things that would be just as good for you. I know, if but... not far, far better. Oh, there's probably tons of things that are far, far better, but it seems chocolate milk actually isn't that bad. And it's cheap chocolate to milk. just, you know, buy a gallon of milk and some yep. chocolate syrup. So, that's about all I've got, other than the fact that curling nationals are this weekend. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Hey, nationals is the place where you could meet Olympic athletes because Schuster's competing again. Okay. Schuster was the guy who was the U.S. curling back in the last Winter Olympics. Okay. So. Is it Summer Olympics this year? Yes, yes. In London. In London. London 2012. Yep. I don't know what I'm going to pay attention to this year. Gymnastics. No, I used to pay attention to softball, baseball, and swimming, yeah. especially with um, Michael Phelps. Yeah. Is he even competing this year or did he, they ban him for a year? <laughs> What do you mean they ban him? For, they can't. Yes, you can get banned from the Olympics. You absolutely can for <laughs> doping. He smokes dope. I understand they are two different uses of the word dope, but he's, yeah, so I don't know if he was allowed to compete this year. What kind of message does that send, Andy? Go ahead and do illegal shit. You can still play in the Olympics. Uh, let's see. Michael Phelps Andy's using hyperbaric chamber for 2012 Olympics. What? <laughs> yep. It's all, he, supposedly what he says is going to be his final Olympics, I guess. Because, like, 17 gold medals isn't enough? <laughs> supposedly he's just getting too old for it, which is kind of ridiculous that Michael Phelps is 
is now getting t- what have the olympics come to that michael phelps is getting too old he's like 24 i know anyways we we do actually have a list of technology and game-based topics to talk about and some non-tech and gaming yes whitney houston oh unfortunately that was a sad day to find that one out she had a huge range in her voice i think it was about three and a half four octaves i do believe somewhere around there Huge. Possibly longer, because there was actually a time in my life I had a three-octave range. Most female vocalists, I think, can get three. I think Christina Aguilera's got like three and a half. Yeah, but hers has just shifted up. Yep, Whitney Houston passed away. And Twitter announced it first. Really? Yes. Before the major media outlets got a hold of it. Yeah, the article I linked from the Seattle Post kind of dug down to figure out where it first came out. And first announcement of it, the earliest was at 4.15 Pacific Standard Time. The niece of Houston's hairstylist, who was actually the one, I guess, who found Whitney Houston dead in the tub, um, announced it at 4.15 on Twitter. Okay. But the Associated Press posted it on Twitter at 4.57 p.m. Wow. So See, the thing is, though, like someone can announce this on Twitter, but I could go announce that you're dead. I know, which... It does not make it true. <laughs> it's really interesting you say that because um, she posted that, that Whitney Houston was found dead. And then later, in a, a reply to somebody else, said, I swear on my life I would never start a Twitter death. Whitney Houston is really gone. Oh, wow. So, yeah, Twitter first announced it. And then promptly rejected it. <laughs> promptly said, oh, you got to be kidding me. It's not one of these things again. Yeah, a Twitter death. It's, it seems to be one of the new memes or something. So nobody actually believed her until the Associated Press actually posted from her publicist. Wow. Saying, that Whitney Houston had passed away. Speaking of meme, have you seen, uh, it would be hard for you not to have seen this one of like what I do, what my mom thinks I do, what society oh, thinks I do. Oh God, will they please stop those? I think it's it's coming towards an end, but holy Especially there's shit exploding meme. I mean, so I was up early, so I had the, the, the news on just because... I'm curious to see what our local news is like, especially at, you know, 6 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, It's like, oh, this is a novel experience. Yeah. So it seemed the weatherman on the local news posted that on the TV during his broadcast. (laughs) Yep. That that meme has now burned out. (laughs) I saw that. I'm like, well, I sort of give you props for doing it, but can we stop this now? I I don't want my local weatherman spending on-air time. Well, I mean, it's that or make up the weather. Oh, meteorologist burn. Oh, I feel sorry for Kentucky. They're going to get snow this weekend. Oh, actually, by the time this airs, I'm sorry, Kentucky, for all the snow that you have gotten, especially Hans. We had some very heavy snow for a period of about 20 minutes yesterday. How much is left? Nothing. Yeah, it's Because it also got up to 40 degrees yesterday. (laughs) Oh, Midwest weather. Yeah. So, um, were you trying to bring up with that internet meme? Uh, No, just the fact that it exists. And we hopefully promptly will die. Yeah, although I was really thinking about doing one for us. I'll be honest. Dave. No? Um, But also, speaking of Whitney Houston's death. Yes? Right after she had died... The price of her ultimate collection on iTunes in the UK jumped from seven eighty five to twelve fifty. What? Also, her greatest hits jumped from twelve fifty to fifteen sixty seven. Look, I know that they say artists are not appreciated until they're dead. She was appreciated while she was alive. It's not that these older songs are going to become more rare. They're it's digital copies. They have no right to raise the price like that. Well, okay, they have a right to do it. It just doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. All right, so she passed away on Saturday, which happened actually just after we recorded. So, yep. um, and then everybody's like, "Whoa, these these are expensive now." I mean, fifteen sixty for the greatest hits album—that's a little much. And so people started complaining, and then on uh, Sunday evening. 
the prices went back down. Sony said it was a mistake. Yeah. On the wholesale price or the retail price of the albums, there was a mistake put in there. Oh shit! That's what I thought. For it was hey, this is about to get really popular. Let's raise the price because we know we can. It's one of those things where they said, yeah, it's it's a mistake, and then everybody else is like, really? It just so happened that mistake happened just after she passed away, right before everybody because they saw what happened with Michael Jackson. As soon as Michael Jackson passed away, his albums sold through the roof. Yeah. Make it everyone's like, oh, I remember her songs and I want to hear them again. That's uh, terrible. Yeah. So terrible. The prices are back down, but Sony says it's a mistake and they fixed it. I well, that, you know, very if cynical. it was a mistake, then I hope they went and refunded the people who were taken advantage of by that mistake. True. Ooh, that would be. Mm, I wonder if they did that. Probably not. That's a mistake, but you paid anyway, so we're gonna keep your money. Yeah. We don't care. We don't have to. Gotta love the recording artist. Yeah. What do we got? Anything other musical wise? Netflix and DVDs. <laughs> oh sort yeah. Of. Not really music, but it's in there. Yeah. Media. Physical media. Yeah. What is? What's going on with Netflix? Well, they had posted on their uh, blog saying, "Hey, we've got this new DVD only plan." Wait. Okay. Yeah. That's what everybody said. They're like, wait, don't you already have a DVD-only plan? What is yeah. It? It's the classic Netflix confuses its customers again. Again. This company is their own worst enemy. Yeah. Didn't they also just hire a new director of, like, PR? I, I don't know. But if they did, the new guy's not doing too good of a job. This is a publicly traded company, and the only reason I'm not trying to buy their stock is because I think they're morons. Granted, their stock dropped from, like, $300 down to 62 and now it's after that whole you know quickster yeah. fiasco what's it back up to uh 113 oh it's not bad yeah so could get back and it might go back i don't know if it go all the way back up to the 300 dollars price point but not if they keep doing stupid shit like this yeah so it's nothing like have you know putting out a new announcement the new announcement is there's a new easier way to get the dvd only plan because ah, there's a specific there's a new, new url yes dvd people actually type in the url instead of letting google search for them yes so just so you know, it's Netflix doing its DVD-only plan for eight, eight bucks, bucks a year, as they've been doing for no eight bucks a month. Eight, all right, eight, eight bucks a year would be really nice. Yeah, I hey, I'll sign up for that. That's fine. Eight bucks a month, DVD only for the past year. So nothing new, just a new URL <laughs> yeah. that no one's going to use. Nope. See, but wait, right before you said the URL that it was DVD.Netflix, I was really hoping that it was Quickster.com. Yeah, we paid all this money for this URL. We need to use it, so. Uh... <laughs> We're going to move everything over here. No apparent reason. Yep, yep. Damn it, Cyanogen. Why aren't you out yet? Supposedly Android 5. Isn't Android 5 going to be announced soon? No, it's not. There are rumors about it, but they're all blatantly false. Okay. There's Google. If you look at the time it took to move from 3 to 4, there's no way. They wouldn't be that stupid to blow away their market potential. Especially since Android 4 is on what? Like four devices, three yeah. devices. It's like, okay, we're done with four. You guys, hey, props to you for getting it. Yep. Hand full of people. Moving on to five. Yep. It's, I mean, they could announce it, sure, but don't expect it for a long time. No. Don't expect it for like another 10, 12 months. Speaking of, by the way, our phones are about 18 months old, aren't they? I don't know. Something like that. When did we do the G2 episode? Was like October of 2010-ish? Episode 174. October 9th, 2010. I think it's about time to go to T-Mobile then. Why? Well, 18 months. 
qualify for the upgrade. Not that I know if there's any phone there worth getting. Tell me a phone that's got a full uh, QWERTY keyboard on it. Yeah, I know. This one. <laughs> it's that one. It's about this it. might be the last one. <laughs> I just feel almost bad for anybody who's blind. Oh, yeah. Because they are going to be screwed. Well, our, our world is very, very visual. Yeah. I mean, it's incredibly visual. So we talked about, though, the, the gamer, the WoW player who is now blind, legally yeah. blind, who still plays. So it's doable. Mm-hmm. Just not as easy. No. A lot of macros. Um, okay. I, I'm assuming you are going to the rumors with this. Yes. Because that would make the most sense. So yes. the Xbox Next, the next box, if you will. The Xbox 720, whatever. I See, okay, real fast. Yes. I don't like the name Xbox 720. Okay. I think it would be the stupidest thing in the world for Microsoft to go with 720, which is what they probably will end up doing. <laughs> Calling it the 720 sets up a precedence that you are going to double the number every year. So the next one would be the, I mean, the next one would have to be the 10, what, 1080, but that's not double 720. No, it's just another spin around. Right. So you're... I mean, think of the, the critics. It's just staying in place. Oh, joy. Well, that would... Better name for the next Xbox. Not so that you don't set up this precedence of it's just another increasing number. Call it the Xbox 365. Oh, getting the whole year into there. Yeah. Hey, our product is so amazing and so good, you will use it every day of the year. Except leap years. <laughs> Easter egg on February 29th. It will, the name will change to the Xbox 366. 366. Well, hopefully Kotaku is right and we can stop calling it the 720. For now. For now. Until they release the actual name, which will yes. be 720 because they're <laughs> morons. I mean, um, what? Do you think they're like Sony and they're just going to add one number to it? <laughs> Xbox 361. The 362, the 363. Hey, it's well, for PlayStation. That, that could work if you just add, not add one to the number, but concatenate a one onto the number. 3601? So X- yeah, well, it's the Xbox 360 2. So it's the Xbox 362. Hmm. And that would be the Xbox 363, the 364. But I think, again, this will not work because they've dropped in this 360. And the only reason they dropped in the 360 is they didn't want Xbox 2 compared to the PlayStation 3. Yeah. Because the number, yeah. Yeah. Just by common perception, they would have gotten destroyed. Why would I want the second generation when the third one's available? Well, because they're both part of the eighth generation anyways. So anyways, Kotaku has on uh, word of Xbox World Magazine, of all places, rumors about the new Xbox. Yes. Can we just call it the 365 between us? It would well, make me so happy. the code name actually was released by Kotaku. Okay. That's, the Kotaku had nothing to do with the Xbox Magazine. Okay, but they did grab the code name. Well, they've heard from other people, not with this whole interview in the Xbox Magazine thing, but this is an entirely different world, that the code name for the Xbox 720, 362, whatever you want to call it, is going to be now Durango. <laughs> you know, that actually does kind of fall in with the, the Xbox naming. I could see Durango being one of their code names. Especially since... I mean, we'd what, like... Jasper, Zephyr. No, that was for the uh, That was CPUs. the board. But, yeah, that was the board. But those were the code names. Well, I don't remember uh, what the code name of the original Xbox was. Or uh, the 360. I don't, I, I don't know. Let's see if Google will find this Let's out. Let's see if the internet knows. Uh, list of, there's literally a Wikipedia article, list of Microsoft code names. Oh, wow. Does Durango fit? N-T-C-E-S-Q-L.net, Xbox 360. Original name for the original Xbox was the Direct Xbox. Oh, because it was DirectX. Yeah. Ah, ha, ha, I finally get that. Okay. <laughs> I did not know that. Things you learn every day. And, uh, no, they don't have anything for the Xbox 360. Okay. But Connect was named Natal, which is city in Brazil. So maybe yeah. they're just working their way up the to the U.S. I remember Natal, and I still think they should have kept that. Rather than connect? Yeah. Connect was just such a bastardization of words. And we is not? We was just stupid. <laughs> 
how do you really feel about it, Dave? <laughs> Project Revolution was supposed to be revolutionary, and it was. It changed the dynamic of the console world. It forced Sony and Microsoft to start branching out into a new direction. I.e. the Kinect and Move. And the cool stuff that has come from Kinect has been amazing. And in theory could help advance like technology and science well beyond what we would have thought. Yeah. And then they called it the Wii. <laughs> Hey, you still bought one. Yes, I did. I waited out in the middle of the night at Target. For Playing chess in the in. back of your van. Yep. Oh, that was for the head-to-head, which we never finished. No, we didn't. I think I win. I think you do, basically, by default, because okay. I think you're up 3-1. Yeah, something like that. Or it might have been 4-2. I think I had to win one more. Yeah, it might. Okay, so I think it would have might have been 4-2. So we need to start dark. You need to take your turns, don't you? I, I haven't been paying attention. Damn it, Andy. <laughs> Bad Andy. Good pizza. Yep. Oh, man, that's old. I'm so glad that one stopped. Oh, geez, it is my turn and everything. <laughs> yeah, take your damn turn. All right. You have a phone that will notify you when it's your turn. They can do that? Andy, it's your email. Yes, but um, I don't have a data plan on my phone. We've talked but about But you're this. at home. Then I can just check my email. But... <laughs> That's what Trillion is for. Trillion Andy. pops up says, hey, you have a new email. Andy! What? You're going to hurt my brain. <laughs> All right, so we'll try and calm it down with the Project Durango controller. No, that's just going to hurt it more. <laughs> is going to be having Xbox controls with an HD screen. screen. See, I do not believe this. Which basically, yeah, would put it in the same category as the PlayStation Vita. Well, no, it would put the controller in the category of the PlayStation Vita. Yeah. And the console would still be an addition to that. What they're really doing is this rumor is saying that they're going to copy the Wii U model. I don't know if I like that. You don't. Trust me. Okay. And you don't like it because it's a stupid idea. Well, okay, I can't say it's a stupid idea. The idea of putting a touchscreen in the controller in addition to other stuff that can display extra information. I mean, Nintendo was doing this back on the GameCube. This was done on the Dreamcast. It was done on the GameCube, I believe, before the Dreamcast. Uh, Are you sure? With the Game Boy Advanced. It wasn't a touchscreen, but it was a screen embedded in the controller. Wouldn't the Game Boy then just have a screen embedded in the controller? Well, I mean, the Game Boy is a screen embedded in the controller, (laughs) but I mean, if you want to go back like that, you can go back way further back into like the the 70s and 80s with all those little toys with the LCD screens. Yeah. Basketball. But okay, so we'll just say home consoles with a screen in the controller. Which came out first, the Dreamcast or the GameCube? Rig if I know. I think the GameCube. Dreamcast, come on Wikipedia. Uh, Release date, 1998. No, Dreamcast might win, because I'm thinking Super Nintendo was the late 80s, Nintendo 64 was in, like, 92, 93. 2001. Yeah. The GameCube. Oh, point Andy. Sure. So the Dreamcast Yeah, the Dreamcast did that with a screen in the controller, and then that failed. The GameCube added the ability to connect the Game Boy to the GameCube. Yes. And that didn't fail, but it didn't do very well. Uh, How many games? Like, one game. Yeah. Crystal Chronicles. But now it seems everybody's going to be doing it. Yep. I don't know if I, I... I Okay, I need to actually get my hands on a Vita to see how it feels having that big screen in between your... Go to Target. Yeah, I might do that. In a week, because it's not out yet. <laughs> but the games are out already. The games are out, the Vita's not. So you can buy the games and then just stare at them. And just imagine what it would be like playing it. Or play them on an imported Vita. True. Assuming it's not region locked. But I, Which, I, of course, since it's Sony, it probably is. Yeah. But I still remember playing on the original Xbox controllers, like the big ones. Oh, God. And that just felt so awkward. Yeah. 
because they were huge. So that's what I'm I'm just imagining something like that with the, the way they're talking about with this new controller. And I don't like it. Well, have you played with a PSP? No. Because they're pretty wide as well. The, the only handheld games I have is this original Game Boy... Uh, Pocket. Not even original Game Boy. Do you have the Game Boy Pocket or the Game Boy Color? It's not Color. So it's the Pocket. I'm guessing. I thought the Pocket was smaller than this, but I'm not sure. Anyway. Maybe. I don't know. It was in like the early 90s. I don't remember that. <laughs> it's a Nintendo system. I don't remember that. Well, it's a portable system, so I don't remember that either. Right. Besides, the only game you play on it is Tetris. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that noise brought back memories, didn't it? Oh, my God. So many. And they're all terrible. Andy, turn it off. Fine. Especially since the battery indicator light was, like, barely right, on. Red. Oh, barely on. Right. No, it turned on when it was... I know, but it was dimming as oh. the game was just going on. Yeah, see, that's bad. Oh, Tetris, the eater of so many batteries. What kind of batteries does that thing take? AAA. Okay. Two of them. I should just buy you a pack of AAA batteries. Oh, I've got AAA batteries in the closet. Buy rechargeable AAA batteries. <laughs> Ah, whatever. So, touchscreen controller, and the fact that the price might be around uh, 399 pounds. So what is that? They'll sell it for $400 here. Not the $600 that no. the exchange rate gives no. it out to be? No. Andy, who was the last company to sell a console at $600? <laughs> the PS3. And what was the backlash? Oh, my God. No, Microsoft will not do that. No. Well, I can't say they won't, but they shouldn't. No, they shouldn't. So see, what else do we got here video game-wise? Oh, Notch in Psychonauts 2. Ooh. He posted a uh, his own blog post about it saying, hey, everybody shut up <laughs> and leave me alone. I'll get to it when I'm good and ready. <laughs> yeah. It's like, if you guys are just going crazy over this, if it fails, I'm just going to uh, just stop bugging me. That's basically <laughs> what he's saying. Especially oh, since poor Notch. The budget for doing a Psychonauts 2 was three times higher than my initial impression, which um, Tim Schafer said that the original Psychonauts was um, $13 million, And so if they even wanted to do the same game, Notch supposedly said $13 million. Yeah, I could do that. It was a little weary. And then if he wants to make a better game, especially now with today's graphics and everything, that Tim Schafer thought the budget was probably going to be double that. So we're talking... So Notch cannot privately fund it. No. But it is entirely possible that Notch could fund most of it. Yes. And and maybe some venture capitalists could get in. Yes. So... Likelihood is dropping. Yes. I should really go back and play Psychonauts. I own it. I bought it on Steam. I had the disc, and I don't know what happened to it. Like, I have the game. I actually do have the game. Because, yeah, I had it on the, for the 360, because it was one of the backwards-compatible titles. Yep. And I'm not sure where it went to. I'm not sure where any of my backwards-compatible titles that I bought went to. Uh-oh, Andy. Eh, there was what like, did you do with them? There was, like, three of them that I played. Okay, well. So... Eh. I think some, the other uh, two were Halo. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say some details of Halo 4 have come out. God, I haven't even played Reach or ODST. They're I'm so far behind. Games. Yes, you are. Should I send you ODST? Do sure. I even have ODST or did I borrow that from Bry? I don't know. One or the other. Do you want me to send you Revelations too? I have it. You have Revelations? Yeah, I need to finish Brotherhood first. Oh, you Remember Brotherhood? You, you said, I have Brotherhood. You said okay. like, hey look, Revelations is like 30 bucks. Ah, yes. I'm like, oh cool, and I bought it, and that was that. <laughs> Oh, supposedly Assassin's Creed 3 is going to be coming out on October 30th. If you believe that, I have a bridge to sell you? No, this is coming from Ubisoft themselves oh, okay. during their um, shareholders Oh, cool. Yeah, that, that call. makes it fairly official then. Yeah, so October 30th. So Dave, you have... Ten months. Yes. To beat no, two Assassin's Creed games. Uh, no, October, so it's end of February, so eight months ish right that's yeah. what i meant it's like 12 months that puts you at the end of the year <laughs> i said 10 months not 12 granted you probably could just wait until the end of the year and then most likely assassin's creed 3 will be 30 bucks yep <laughs> hey, I, I, I mean i have no driving force to play these games 
Do you want me to send you Batman Arkham City? Ooh, I never played Arkham Asylum. Go play Arkham Asylum. <laughs> I need Arkham Asylum. <laughs> well, I don't have that one. I traded that in for L.A. Noir, I do believe, which I then uh, traded in towards Batman <laughs> Arkham City. Um... Yeah, we'll see. In all likelihood, we won't need to send anything. I assume there will be travel at some point in the near future. Someone will be driving either near you or past you, and we could probably just set up an exchange that way. Good. Um, there might be a... Sony is in the works, speaking of Sony, Uh-oh. to create a Twisted Metal movie. Did you ever any no. play any of the Twisted Metal no. series? Yes, I did. It does not... It's a cart game. That does not translate to a movie. No, yeah. Any more than Battleship does. No. I liked some of the stories in, like, Twisted Metal 2 and Twisted Metal Black, but... Doesn't translate. No, it, it, it can't translate because you can only have one winner. So there's tons of storylines in there that you won't find the resolution to. You'll just have, basically, cameos of all the characters. Yeah. And, and how is Axel going to work in the movie? That's my you question. Know, a, a far better fan service? Come out with a damn game. Didn't they just come out with a Twisted Metal game? I, I remember hearing about it, but I don't remember it actually coming out. Twisted Metal, PS3. Is it out? officially? Yeah, release date, February 14th, 2012. So it just came out. Oh, yeah, because Dave, uh, Dave Jaffe had that oral sex, whatever it was, something. I don't know. He made some argument about oral sex, and everybody's like, uh, dude. Not cool? Not cool. But, but I, anyways. I, yeah. yeah or, okay, so come out with a new game. <laughs> Not a movie, damn it. No, but speaking of cars. Top ne- Gear? Uh, no, Nevada. Nevada. Because they had passed the law that required DMV to draft rules for driverless cars. Okay. The rules are now in place. Forward thinking and very cool. I'm not really forward thinking that right now, if you want to test out driverless cars legally on open roads, like completely driverless, yeah. you can now apply for a license in Nevada for your driverless car. If uh, you're not public, just right. private companies. As I said, that's rather forward thinking. So now what's rather forward thinking is they already have the rules in place for when the technology is approved for public use. Yeah, forward thinking. <laughs> I, that, you know what that says to me? That says someone in Nevada actually had reins and said, hey, these companies are going to need to test this on public roads. Let's get the system set up so they can do that now so that when they do it, this is where they're going to go. Think of, well, think of all the taxi cabs that are in Vegas. Oh, Andy, they'll be testing them on the desert first. Yeah, and in the middle, uh, believe me, riding through parts of Nevada. There's not much there. No. (laughs) But, um, so this goes to a cat who is living in Nevada. If she sees any cars with red license plates, most likely there will be nobody in them. Well, there, no. Well, there probably will be somebody in them. There will be people in them, just not driving them. Yes. So you you very much want someone in the car if you're testing a driverless car. I suppose. And well, I suppose actually you could not. And what you do is you put a Bluetooth on the ODBC, and you just have somebody in the follow in uh, a trailing car. Yeah, like they did with the DARPA challenge. And in fact, even better is if the the autonomous car gets a certain distance away, and you could calculate that based on the the lag time in the signal. Yeah, that it just shuts down. Ah, so it's got an invisible tether. Gotcha. Yeah. So instead of looking forward with driverless cars. Um, 50 years ago, on the date that this episode is going to be published, do you know what happened? Uh, let's see, it's the 18th, 19th, February 20th, 50 February years ago? February 20th, 50 years ago, would be 1962. 1962, not offhand. What happened February 20th, 1962? The first American to orbit the Earth. John Glenn. Yes. I see. 50 years ago. Granted, he was not the first human in space. That went to Yuri. Yeah, he was, however, the first human to orbit. Yes. Yuri went up and came back down. And so did Alan Shepard and Gus Grissom. Unfortunately, Gus Grissom died in Apollo 1. Oh, yep. that was a bad loss. Granted, got safety requirements through the rest of the Apollo program up to snuff. Yeah, still didn't help 13 much, but... Oh, that was just a that was just a freak accident. Yeah, that was. it was. But holy shit, they actually... You know, I mean, 
freak accident and you had some of the best minds in the country working on how to fix it. Yeah. Oh. It wasn't entirely a freak accident. I mean, there were design flaws in it. It, just, it was just a compound error that just yeah. literally blew up in their face. <laughs> oh. So 50 years ago, mm-hmm. an American orbited the Earth. Yes. And they thought he was going to go blind. They thought he was going to go blind? Yeah. Didn't you see this? No. Uh, John Glenn went on in an interview and kind of recounted some of the stuff that the NASA scientists were worried about. So a couple examples were without the assistance of Earth's gravity, he would be unable to swallow, which is stupid because hang yourself upside down and swallow something. Yeah. Uh, that without Earth's gravity, his eyeballs would deform, that they would not maintain their spherical shape, and that he'd go blind and be unable to pilot the reentry vehicle. This is also coming from the guys at NASA when they were setting up the space probes even before they sent up humans and stuff. Who they decided to, they, to put a fan on to help with overheating? Yes. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> How come this fan is it? We'll put a bigger fan. How come that's not working? There's no air in space. That was a car talk puzzler. Yes, it was. <laughs> and I, I, had to, I had to check that one just to make sure they just weren't pulling your leg, but no. Right. I'm like, are you kidding? Nope. That's, oh, goodness. Yeah. So for those of you who haven't heard and weren't able to piece it together, uh, components had actually been overheating on some of the probes that NASA had been sending up to outer space. And so they decided to, you know, well, if it's overheating, blow, blow it off and blow the heat off. And so they put a fan on it and they sent it up and it was still overheating and they couldn't figure out why. <sighs> There's no air to conduct the heat that you're blowing away. <laughs> You're, you're, you're putting a fan there, and the fan will spin. In fact, it'll spin very nice and free. There's no resistance. It'll be the fan's easiest time in the world, but it's not going to do anything. <laughs> Laura's pointing out how the fan could overheat. <laughs> She's actually right. <laughs> oh, that'd be hilarious. This is when you want liquid-cooled stuff or a radiator. <laughs> so, 50 years ago. Good for us. And now we don't really have a space program anymore. Yeah. I mean, we've got the ISS orbiting. Granted, that's not basic. Granted, we had paid for most of it. <laughs> it's not ours, but we did pay for most of it. Yeah. And we were responsible for getting a lot of it up there, us and the Russians. Now we just pay the Russians exorbitant amounts of money because... <laughs> They're the only ones who can go. Yeah. Although the Chinese are getting fairly... The Chinese are actually able to send people up now. Yeah. They did a couple years ago. I'm having flashbacks of 2010 all over again. I'm just thinking of that Photoshop photo of somebody that somebody did of uh, Chinese space people on the moon. What? It was, uh, I forgot what article it was, but there was somebody, I think it was in like Popular Science or something like that, giving you like tips of what to look for to see if a photo has been photoshopped or not. Yeah. And the, they used what they did to demonstrate was they had the guy actually replace, I forgot which astronauts on the moon, but some U.S. astronauts with like a, a guy in a Chinese astronaut spacesuit, and they replaced the U.S. flag with a Chinese flag. So they actually demonstrated. Putting the Chinese on the moon. Yeah. And faking the photo. Yeah. And then they, to show you like how it was done. And then they also showed you what to look for in the photo to see cool yeah. it was a really good article i just so that photo of the chinese on the moon always stuck with me yeah you know the the series of photographs showing a crane picking a car out of the water and then falling in and like they get a bigger crane to get the first crane out and then that one falls in isn't that real no it's no? Uh, oh. it's real up until the second crane getting the car out ah. the second crane falling in is absolutely photoshopped <laughs> It's really funny how many people think it's real. Well, there's the one of the crane accidentally dropping the boat. That one's real. Yep. Oh, just going through photos on Snopes. That's always a fun... Far better are the gag reels than photo manipulations. Yeah. Especially from fishing shows. 
Or the, the gag reels of the guy who accidentally cuts himself during the, the knife version of QVC. What? Yeah, that one. Oh, that's hilarious. Because he oh, cuts himself, dear. like, deep. Oh, dear. So, should we go back to modern news? Sure. Although I do want to, to point out one thing that's not on our list. Yeah. Epic rap battles have begun season two. Epic rat battles? Epic rap battles of history. Oh, that. Oh, that? Oh, I, that? Yeah. Eh. You don't like them? No, I don't. Mr. Rogers versus Mr. T? Uh, I don't like it. Okay, that's fine. Sorry. They're back. Okay. YouTube.com, ERB. Sopa is back. Sopa is back. I called it. <laughs> Yeah, no, we're we're absolutely opposed to this. We will never let this stand. Wait, they're not watching? Okay, put it through. I mean, like, there's not much more to say than that. Yeah, something about cybersecurity, and it might have a bunch of... I just don't understand how you could put a bill through that's shrouded in secrecy. National security, my friend. Oh. If you're talking about cybersecurity, that's True. protecting the government and the government's computers. It was just like ACTA, where they uh, just basically set it up as an agreement between all the countries without even really having to, you know, put it through anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how are we going to be able to fight this one? Um, wait for Reddit to notice. Uh, unfortunately, that's I can't think of anything else. All right, what else we got current news-wise? Um, it's a way of putting exercising on its head. Yes. Some scientists at Canadian University, McMaster University, sorry, McMaster, um, were taking different people, just even like cardiac patients, trying to see which type of exercise would be better for them. Either 30 minutes of more continuous, moderate, intense exercise, which is basically what the American Heart Association currently says is what you should do, i.e. a brisk walk five times a week. Or what they've been noticing is the fact of these things, um, high-intensity interval training, H-I-I-T. Height? Yeah. Yes. Hit? I, I, I'd go with the height. Um, what they would do is have the person exercise one minute at 90% of the person's maximum heart rate, which for most people, 220 minus your age. So mine would be 193 mm-hmm. for one minute and then one minute of easy recovery. So I'm guessing just if you're on a bike, just one minute of oh, just so, balls wait, to the wall. I, and how often are you supposed to do this? They did it uh, on off for a total of 20 minutes. So 10, 10 minutes on, 10 minutes off, alternating one minute each time. Like continue. So like you, you do one minute recovery. Yes. One minute full. Yes. One minute recovery, one minute full for 10 minutes. 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Yes. Okay. So 10 minutes of each, just alternating back and forth. Okay. And they did this with the, the 30 minutes moderate, just all out, all the way out. And then they had the other guys doing 20 minutes of hard intervals, same amount of days per week. And they actually found out they were getting better results from the interval training than the moderate stuff. Because, I mean, so it's a question of 10 minutes difference Mm -hmm. because the moderate was 30 minutes of walking. Well, just moderate exercising. Right. So we're talking heart rate. Versus 20 minutes of really capped out. Well, technically only 10 minutes of really capped out. So the heart is a muscle. Yes. Like any, and this is something that has astounded me that nutritionists and physical therapists have not hit on or have apparently not hit on yet. The heart is a muscle. When you want your muscle to get stronger, what do you do? If If I tell you, Andy, you need to go and work on your biceps so that you can gain strength and lift more, what are you going to do? I'm going to work on my bicep curls. And how are you going to do that? Are you going to get like a five pound weight and just sit there for an hour? No. No. What are you going to do? Um, well, if you're increasing muscle, it's heavier weights, lower reps. Right. You're going to push it to the limit yes. and then give it a sec to recover and then push it to the limit and give it some time to recover. And that's what you're going to do. Yeah. You do the same thing with your heart. That's exactly what this is saying. I get that. You get that. But it seems takes scientists to go, hey, wait a second. You guys are kind of doing this a little wrong. Ah, <laughs> David, smash. What you need to do is channel that energy into just 20 minutes. 
three times a week. So, uh, thinking back, when I was playing DDR, that was incredibly healthy for me. Yes. Because I know for a fact my heart rate would get up to like 180, 190 for those two-minute stretches. And then you'd rest between songs. <laughs> while By somebody resting, else you mean falling on the ground. Somebody else would go and just basically put themselves to the limit. Yep, so moral of the story, we all need DDR machines. Or a stationary bike, which is what we've got. DDR machines. Stationary bike, because I can't dance. You don't need to dance. It's I not know. dancing. I know, it's not. Uh, believe me, Dave, how many times have I spent? And bullshit, you can dance. I can swing dance a little bit. You can dance if you want to. You can leave your friends behind. If they don't dance, dance if they don't dance then they're no friends, friends of mine. Oh, the safety dance. How many times have we violated the Dave and Andy can't sing rule? I don't know. A lot. <laughs> So, in um, news that I actually caught from the national news, which is always surprising, Google and Safari and cookies. Yeah. Wait, Safari's Apple, not Google. No, but this had to do with Google. On Safari. Yes. Okay. Because Safari blocks all third-party cookies by default. Okay. So, Facebook won't be able to tell where you are on another website. Right. Which Google, when they were setting up Google+, Plus, wanted to add their plus one buttons around the web. But the way Safari was set up, they couldn't do that because they were blocking third-party cookies. So Google basically wrote some code. Well, not even Google. This was back in 2010. There was people writing codes to get around Safari's okay. third-party cookie block. Well, it seems when Google was setting up Google+, Plus, they just set it up. <laughs> and so... Um, if you were logged into Google anywhere, your third-party cookies were getting sent to Google. Okay. So Google was able to follow... You were around the web. Yep. Okay. Even though Safari was set up to not allow that. So okay. Surprise here is what? <laughs> that has been going on for about four or five months now, so according to the Wall Street Journal article. Again, the surprise here is what? Google found a way to track your personal information. I know. Crazy. Surprise! I'm I'm just guessing it's the fact that they didn't tell anybody about it and it had to be found out before they went, uh oops. wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Google was responding with, Oh yeah, we didn't uh, that was an accident. Yeah. <laughs> sure. It's like, oh yeah, we accidentally found out that that one window in the back of your house doesn't lock, so we've just been coming in and out just seeing what's up. Sorry about that. So I guess Facebook can do it also with their third-party cookies and the like button. It's everywhere. But granted, it wouldn't be a big story because, what, 6% of desktop browsing is through Safari? The real kicker, though, is the iPhones. 50% of mobile browsing is through Safari because of the iPhones. And I guess that's what everybody's all about. But you're not amused, are you? No, Got it. not at all. So what is it? I thought the mobile and Google thing actually got approved. Uh, it was only recently in the last week and a half. It had been approved, I think, by the shareholders, but the U.S. government and the European agency for wireless uh, said, hang on a sec. Okay. Because this idea of, I mean, that's going to be a fairly big deal. Yeah. And Google start, is buying a mobile hardware company. Yeah. So you start to get into this whole anti-competitive stuff and monopolistic. And so they said, wait a second. We need to actually look into this first. And the European agency said, go ahead and mere hours later the u.s agency said go ahead my guess is they were talking to each other about this i would be surprised if they weren't and so both of them said all right go ahead so it looks like this is actually going to happen and google and motorola are basically going to be able to turn themselves into apple i don't know if they will i'm not entirely sure what google's aims of this are this may come down to just patent trolling mm. <laughs> that google very much wants the motor because motorola <laughs> I mean, they were the first ones. They yeah. have an incredible patent library. And so this might just be Google's way of telling Apple, fuck off. That <laughs> if you want to go after us for, like, a slide to unlock, then we're going to go after you for having a cell phone. 
It's actually kind of funny to uh, bring up the, the suing because Apple, Kodak's in bankruptcy court, right? Yeah. Apple is actually asking the court if it's okay if they can sue Kodak for copyright infringement or something what? like that or patent infringement. It's something stupid. But I'm like, really, Apple? You're going to kick them when they're down? I'm like, they're in bankruptcy court. What are you expecting to get from them? I, I don't. Probably. This is, my God, it, I should have gone to law school and been a patent lawyer. <laughs> The patent stuff is... I think everybody agrees that patent law... Has gone too far. Yeah. It's it's nuts, Holy but... shit. Okay. <sighs> yeah, so Google is, has... Uh, they've passed another hurdle in purchasing Motorola. Mobility. Not all of Motorola. That yeah. would be pretty impressive. No, just the hardware department, basically the mobile hardware department. Yeah, of Motorola. yeah not even the hardware, just the mobile hardware. <laughs> all right, wrapping up. Um, if you're on KLM, you can use Facebook to figure out who you want to sit next to. Really? Yeah. Cool. Called Meet and Seat. <laughs> so you can anonymously look at somebody's Facebook profile and figure out if you want to sit next to them. <laughs> So if you see, like, a lot of baby pictures, I wonder if you control that. I don't know. But I, <laughs> I just want to find the guy who doesn't really have a Facebook profile, because then I know the guy will not talk to me. <laughs> or so you hope. Or, yeah, true. My dad really doesn't have a Facebook profile, and he will talk your ear off. I should sit next to your dad on the airplane. Oh, goodness. I have no, I, like, I enjoy communicating with people on the airplane. Uh, it, it's got its good perks, and it's also got its bad perks. It, it's a hit and miss, and hopefully this, if it goes mainstream, will hopefully, maybe, help we'll out. See. Yeah, we'll, we'll if see. I ever do that, I'll put on my Facebook people profile, I like people who are quiet. <laughs> do not like talking to people on airlines. <laughs> I will sit in my seat, you sit in your seat. The armrest is no man's land. If you put your arm up there, it's a uh, free game to injure each other. I use my laptop during flights sometimes. I listen to music during flights. I have a tablet and enjoy reading. Yes. And quiet flights. I enjoy sleeping on flights. I get to do that now. Laura, Laura points out that I play with child on flights. Not my child. But <laughs> I was going to say, Dave has a child. Uh, other, other people's children uh, in the range of like 18 months to three years or so can get very cranky on flights. So you try and distract them with shiny I, objects? I, well, not shiny objects, but yes, I try and distract them, and it generally helps. Gotcha. Generally, like, by the end of the flight, I, I've had parents come up to me and be like, thank you so, so, so much, I cannot repay you enough. Like, oh, no, it's fine. I got, the, I got the kid to stop whining. I consider that good enough right there. All right, and final news, Super Mario Brothers Crossover 2.0. Yes, yes. We talked about Super Mario Crossover. That's when you can use, like, time. Raikou and Raikou, Super Ryu. Ryu, whatever. Ryu Hayabusa. Fuck, what's his last name? Hayabusa. All the I think is Hadouken. No, Hadouken, and that's the wrong game. That's Street Fighter. Oh. This is uh, Ninja Gaiden. Ah. So you can play as Ryu from Ninja Gaiden. You can play as... Uh, Luigi, actually, but Luigi is not just a green copy of Mario. Luigi can jump higher, but plays looser. There's less control. Once he's in the air, it's much harder to change his uh, momentum. Hmm. Uh, you can play as Mega Man. You can play as Proto Man. You can play as Bass, all from the Mega Man games. You can play as Sophia from Blaster Master. You can play as Samus. You can play as Link. <laughs> it's funny you're bringing up these um, people because I'm watching just the intro, and you're, as you're saying these people, I just see them showing up on the screen. Really? Because I'm I'm just sitting at listing the names from memory. <laughs> Uh, you can play as Bill from Contra. Yeah, there's Bill from Contra. I was wondering what the guy's name was. Bill. Um, if you can avoid... So the thing is, Mario and Luigi in this one are the only ones who can actually land on enemies and not die. So it does make the game a little harder for some parts of it. Hmm. But I just, holy crap, it's cheating. 
But when it should can, be fun, I'm guessing. It's really fun. It is so amazingly fun. It does bring up one thing that I, I uh, hadn't brought up, I hadn't been talking about, because we don't generally talk about YouTube videos on here. Not really, no. There is a YouTube video of Mega Man versus one of the little Mets, the guy who has the hard hat, and that's basically it. And it goes through every weapon and ability of Mega Man from Mega Man 1 through 10. Jeez. It's actually really, really cute, and I highly recommend watching it. I will post the link to it. Did you ever actually watch the OK Go music video? video in it. Not yet. It's on my list. Okay. Along with Meet the Robinsons. Well, uh, we should get to the random review and add something else to your list. Uh-oh. Random review. The Captains. The Captains. Yes. The Captains of what? The Captains of Star Trek. Really? So actually, the, the, the whole title is just The Captains. The Captains. Yes. It is a documentary done by William Shatner. Okay, so it's a little self-serving. Yes, that's one of the downfalls I've seen from that is sometimes Shatner just, instead of like asking the questions, just goes off on 30 seconds, 45 seconds talking about something about himself and then doesn't really pose the question to the other people. Uh-huh. So Shatner's just, uh So, I mean, how many of the captains does he have? I assume it's only the main captains from the series. Yes. William Shatner. So William Shatner, Patrick Stewart. Yep. uh, Avery Brooks. Yes. Kate Mulgrew. Yes. And Scott Bakula. Yes. And you're missing two. What am I missing? Wait, what? Granted, one of them is not actually a captain. Okay, see, but that's not fair at that point, because that's what I said. I said, assuming that it's the captains from the series. Yes. Um, There's also little bits of interview from, like, Jerry Ryan, Robert Picardo, Jonathan Frakes. So there's little bits from them. So other people talking about the captains and what it was like to be on Star Trek. But he also talks to Chris Pine. Chris Pine is... Captain Kirk from the the, the reboot movie. Right. And he also talks in depth with Christopher Plummer. Who is Christopher Plummer? Christopher Plummer, I do believe it, which... Which one was it? Christopher Plummer. Played a Klingon. The one Klingon that didn't look like a Klingon. The one Klingon that didn't look like a Klingon. Uh, the six. Tribble episode? Six, The Undiscovered Country. He played oh, Chang. okay. Yeah, I actually never watched Six. I actually haven't watched Six either, but I sit down and talk with him because it's Christopher Plummer, so he's got quite a... Um, I mean, he did a lot of other stuff. Yeah. He was the, the Pink Panther. He was... Yeah. yeah. So... Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus? I don't, I've never heard of that. Okay. So it's interesting to hear... All their takes. All their the- takes on... Especially, like, how they started out, what it was like working on Star Trek, what has life been like ever since then. And I'm sorry to say, but Avery Brooks is off his fucking rocker. Oh, yeah. Oh, he absolutely is. I th- I, I, when you think of William Shatner, you think of crazy William Shatner. No, Avery Brooks is... is he Avery wants to be Brooks. Samuel L. Jackson is what he wants to be. Yeah. You think of crazy William Shatner, you're like, okay, he's like the, the crazy uncle that everybody's got. Yeah. Made him perfect for shit my dad says. Yeah. Avery Brooks is like mental hospital crazy. Really? Oh my goodness! What is what does he do to, to be so crazy? Um. Well, th- their interview is just him sitting at a piano, just playing away. Yeah. Minus, he's, he's a jazz musician. Yeah. But some of his he doesn't really like answer the questions. He just kind of does his little jazz doodad while trying to answer the questions, and he somehow just sometimes breaks into song. But he leaves parts of the his own answer up to William Shatner, and William Shatner's like trying to guess what he wants the guy to say <laughs> wow oh my god i he's bonkers you know he actually is a, a assistant dean at rutgers okay oh Which no i'm he, sorry he's married to an assistant dean 
I thought there he teaches at Rutgers. He, yeah, he teaches at Rutgers. Which I'm not sure if I'd want him as a teacher. I don't know. I mean, that could be kind of cool. As long as you're going into it with the understanding of this guy is a nutcase, <laughs> it's entirely possible to learn from nutcases. Case Cap- in point, my students usually walk away with a bit more of knowledge. But, oh my goodness. So, Captains is 113 minutes long. Yeah, so almost two hours. Yep. Of William Shatner and various other characters. Yes. I would have loved less William Shatner, but it's William Shatner, so you can't. And he's, he's directing, producing, starring. Yeah, like, this is his project. Yeah, so you kind It's of, on Netflix. Yes, it is on Netflix, so you could watch it there. It's interesting, especially for Trekkie people, but also people who are somewhat interested in, like, stage productions and stuff. They talked about his time on Broadway and Patrick Stewart's time with the Shakespearean, Royal Shakespearean... Royal Shakespeare Company. Yes. I was like, um, Guild, Choir, no... The Royal Shakespeare Company. Yes. So, and it's interesting to see people's careers at different points, too, because yeah. talking to Chris Prine, who's basically just starting, starting. Yeah. Seeing what his thoughts are, being the youngest of the group, looking back at all of the whole series, yep. it's interesting to see what he thought of it all. What's and, Janeway up to nowadays? Uh, she's a single mom. Active member of the Alzheimer's Association National Advisory Council. Interesting. Yeah, that's about... She guest starred in Warehouse 13, but that's about it. I guess she's just being a mom, which, hey, props to her. In 2010, she starred as Cleopatra in Anthony and Cleopatra at Hartford. Oh. She's on Adult Swim. She voices various characters. Well, most of them are Star Trek, but Dragon Age and Dragon Age 2. Oh, that's right. I forgot she did voices in Dragon Age. Yeah, she's keeping busy. Yeah. So, like I said, it's... It's there? It's there. William Shatner chatting is it, with... Is it worth two hours of time, or is this, like, turn it on in the background and watch every so often? I thought it was interesting, but then I am always interested in the backstory. Right. The inner workings of things, and how each of these people brought their own character to it, but yet the similarities between all the Star Treks was also interesting to see, where they all just basically are like, oh, remember those 20-hour days? And they're just <laughs> laughing at each other, going, oh my god. Yep. <laughs> By the way, evidently Avery Books and, uh, 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 crap, his name just blanked. Riker. Jonathan Frakes. Uh, enjoy hanging out together. Well, I, I bet that if they were playing at a club, I would go see that. Because <laughs> they're both I'm... fantastic musicians. Yes. <laughs> they're just batshit insane. That's what I... <laughs> okay, pipe dream idea. Yeah. <laughs> Getting people from the Star Trek series to talk about anything other than Star Trek. You could probably swing it. Yeah. I'm sure Brent Spiner would love to do it. Just get Will Wheaton to talk about being a geek well, icon. Okay, so he does that already. Yeah, but that would be the... Uh, that you could get him in there and most likely through him probably get to everybody else. But I would love to talk to Jonathan Frakes and Avery Brooks about jazz music. music. Talk to William Shatner about working on Broadway. Talk to Patrick... St- I would love to... I want Patrick to talk about friggin' Shakespeare, man. They talked about Shakespeare. Talked about... he. There was a huge fight with him over his hair, actually. Actually. In the show? No, uh, not in the show. This was another interview that he did, but supposedly it took people... He actually was like, because he was losing his hair, because Patrick Stewart. At yeah. one point, like he kind of did like this horrible like winding comb-over look. Oh, right. I remember seeing an interview about that. And they had to held him down in the chair to cut his hair. <laughs> right. He was in denial about being bald. Yeah. So I would love to just see... I want to see a picture of Patrick Stewart with a comb-over. <laughs> I honestly don't, because it would not look right. I would look at the picture and go, that's, that's not, not right. Not Patrick Stewart. So, okay. so sci-fi Captain. fans, if you got two hours and you're, you've already got Netflix, I'd just say sit down and watch it. Okay. Because it is interesting to see where everybody's at now, where everybody was. Well, I will open up a new browser window and just toss it off to the side and kind of cue that up. Yeah. If, you got, if you're at home some weekend eating lunch, just put it on see what you think. All right. I sat down and watched it. I'm not even that big of a Trekkie fan, so... 96 minutes? Yeah, I could do that. So there you go. All right. 
Random topic, rolled ahead of time. Yeah. What is the most dangerous thing you have done in your life? Oh, dear. Let's see. I've electrocuted There's myself. a lot to choose from. We're talking like... I mean, I've driven while reading. That's pretty damn dangerous. <laughs> like I I've driven on... Lap. I oh, drove that... across the country with Andy and Brian when we were all sleep-deprived. Yeah, that was... Oh, man, that was bad. That was bad. Oh, Laura points out I do my winter practice. Your winter practice? Yes. So whenever... And I I don't count this as being overly dangerous because it's generally in a relatively controlled environment. Okay. Uh, but whenever there's a huge snowfall, yes. the first big snowfall of the year, I try and find a parking lot that has no cars in it and oh, very few obstacles. Oh, practicing your spin-outs and Yeah, such. and just like I will just gun it and go and slide and I'll pull the e-brake and slide and... Yeah, just Laura make sure the parking lot's empty. Yeah, Laura thinks it's absolutely insane and terribly dangerous. It's an open parking lot. Right. You, you could do that during the summer, too, is just get some uh, lunch well, trays <laughs> from, like, McDonald's or something. And what, put them under your wheels? Yeah, put them under your non-powered wheels. <laughs> uh, that would work, I suppose. Say, I think that would be my back wheels, because I'm pretty sure it's a front-wheel drive. Yeah. Yeah, it's front-wheel drive. You could definitely just kick that back end around. Ooh. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm good with just doing it on ice. <laughs> I got really good at making these sharp, sharp turns, though. Because, you know, if, if it's ice, you're driving, and you start the turn, you pull the e-brake, and your back wheels just keep sliding, even though the front of the car doesn't move. Yeah. So you can make this, like, right-angle turn, and your turning radius goes down to zero. That's what people do when they're trying to do the uh, parallel parking world record stuff. Is they just, like, drive straight at it and turn into it? Yep. Parallel parking world record? What, for yeah. Fastest parallel park? No, the least amount of space between the cars. Ah. Oh, jeez, I'm not... <laughs> yeah, YouTube the video. J- yeah, just search for it on YouTube. I mean, I'm, I'm getting pretty decent at this. I'm not that good. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like six centimeters or something like that longer than the car. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's crazy. Can't imagine how many people end up hitting the barrier. <laughs> Sometimes the guys who are really good will just put, like, classic cars on either side, and you're like, oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. 67 Chevy or something. Not even that. We're talking like 1932 Duesenberg sort of stuff. Oh, God. Oh, God. No, 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 no. Don't. No. So, let's see. I've electrocuted myself, cut myself, burned myself. Yeah, done that, done that, done that. Fallen out of trees. Never climbed a tree, so I couldn't have fallen out. We're talking like falling 20 feet onto the ground. Oh, I've jumped from probably like 15 feet. Yeah, I've done lots of crazy things. When we first started dating, Kay would ask me about, like, some of the cuts and scars on the back of my hands, and I'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's from the time when I did that, that's from... I played broomball on a, a lake that was melting. <laughs> a frozen lake that was melting. I'd call that probably one of the more dangerous and stupid and reckless things I've ever done. Um... One of the things that I was also most fearful about, that I thought was pretty dangerous, doing reverse dives. Oh, yeah. See, that's a whole section that I'm not even thinking about. Because for those who don't know in diving, uh, you know how you can do like a forward flip, where you do a somersault forwards. A reverse dive is doing a somersault backwards. backwards. And I think more people kill themselves doing that than any other type of dive. Yeah, that's... Because they hit their head on the diving board. Oh my god, I... I... I know I have a small fear of heights. Well, not really like heights, but just open air on the, yeah. like the edge of cliff sort of afraid of heights. Yeah. Like I can still go up to the Sears Tower and go out on that silver, that glass, plexiglass block. Right, because it's like whatever. Yeah. But, oh man, going to U of M and trying some of their platform dives. Holy shit, man. Like I'm shaking a little bit now just remembering it. We're talking like the, the high dives, Olympic high dives. Yeah, right. I, I understand. Yeah. But doing three meter dives, it's still a little scary sometimes. Whew. 
Um, but yeah, I think the most dangerous thing I did was that first drive cross country. I should not have been driving. No. That was so... I think the most dangerous thing I did was being behind you when you did that. But you didn't know it was dangerous at the time. <laughs> All I knew was I had been woken up from a nap saying, Hey Dave, you have to drive because Andy has to drive this other car. That's all I know. Like, wait, what? Huh? The rotation plan. I know. Why? We had our plan perfectly, and everybody else didn't have it right. God damn. All right. So there you have it. Our dangerous activities. <laughs> now I'm gonna go running on then... open roads. Okay. See if hopefully I don't get hit. All right. Are we good? Um, before I forget, actually, yeah. contest. Go. Nobody has entered yet. Seriously? Yes. Wow. So I'm I looking if they at don't you. Listen to the end, people. Anybody who listens to the end. There's nobody has entered, so you have a chance, quite a large chance. <laughs> Very large chance. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening.